following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. And this week, you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number two on a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings. Lions are 9-3. and three. Michigan is the overall number one seed in the college football playoff, taking on Nick Saban and Alabama at the Rose Bowl on January 1st at 5 p.m. Night game will be Washington and Texas at the Sugar Bowl. And some will say, well, why'd they put the West Coast team last? They want to grab some of that primetime ratings. And the Rose Bowl had to be a five, and I think Michigan had the choice where they wanted to go. And knowing Harbaugh feeling nostalgic, a lot of Michigan fans are back in Florida State because they wanted Florida State there without a quarterback. They, that's all that is. All this state of Michigan support for Florida State are Michigan fans who wanted to play Florida State. Beating Saban and Alabama to get to the title game. Could you imagine that? Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us in a moment. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire on the Lions. Unbelievable start and an unbelievable finish. And they're 9-3. and three. Rizzy will be in the hizzy here in about 20 minutes. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com will also join us. And Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit. We did throw out our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Was Florida State robbed? I say no. They didn't beat anybody. They beat LSU in a neutral site. Look at the record, or records, plural, of all the teams they played. Florida State didn't play squat. ACC was horrible. And you know what? If you do the Power Five, this is pretty simple math for where the Final Four went, in my mind, with the committee. Michigan, three Big Ten teams still in the top ten. Best conference this year at the top. It was. I'm not going to say Big Ten West. That was garbage. SEC, they finish fourth because Alabama got beat by Texas and Alabama had to hang on against Auburn and they beat the number one team in the country. So that superseded any win Florida State had. And Alabama was a conference champion. 
I'll say this. If Alabama had beaten Georgia in the regular season to end the year and they didn't win the conference title, that would have been Florida State. So in the Power Five, the weakest conference this year was what? The ACC. Where's Florida State from? The ACC. Yeah, you know me. You down with ACC? Yeah, you know me. You don't want me busting out old school rhymes. I'll do Tone Loke Wild Thing, Freelance into Vanilla Ice. (laughs) So if you want to join in that Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day, did Florida get robbed? Florida State. And then your thoughts on Michigan, that was a snoozer game, and I just did this run, run, pass. I, I get it was Iowa, and you were just packing it in and trying to get out of there. They will need a dynamic game plan to beat Alabama. They will. They will need a dynamic game plan, just like when they won at Ohio State the year before last. They're going to need something dynamic, not the game plan we saw to start the TCU game. Second half game plan where they were just freestyling was unbelievable. But you know what? Michigan is the overall number one seed. They're undefeated. I am not going to toot my horn that in August, on huge prediction day, I said Michigan State 4-8 and eight and Michigan 13-0. and 0. Huh. Oh, I notice none of the accolades are coming my way, are they? So if you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843, that's 1-866-838-HUGE. Chris Ballas, Superfly tells me, will join us momentarily. Let's go to Maury in Kentwood. Listening on 96.1 The Game, you're on The Huge Show. Huge, man. Listen, I agree with like pretty much everything you said in your perspective on this. This is why I think they got jobs, though. Because if their quarterback would have got hurt against Louisville. They would have, I, I just don't see him saying, you know, they're blaming it on that. And, and we all know that. If that injury happens last night, that's not a discussion. None of this is happening. They're in the playoffs. That's how I see it. That's how I think it would have been voted and, and would be right. But because they had time to get for this perspective and huge, I agree with it. That's a way better lineup as it sits now than if that Florida State team was in. It just sucks because they always say, hey, football's the ultimate team game. Well, guess what? The team just got screwed out of an opportunity to fight through adversity and have a miraculous finish because some other jack sat in a room and said, you know, they're going to suck because their quarterback's out. So we can't have them in there because it doesn't make for good football ratings. It doesn't make for the prime time that people want to see. And they're not wrong. But the fact is, they screwed the team of the ultimate team sport, and that's a fact. Wow, Mo. A uh, couple, couple recommendations. Decaf and take no pharmaceutical drugs. Let's start there. Let's be honest. In the Power Five, the five conference champions, who is the weakest team? It is Florida State. Michigan, Big Ten. Washington, Pac-12. Texas, Big 12. Alabama, SEC. End of story, folks. That's it. I'm Bill Simonson, College Football Playoff Committee Chairman, and my co-chairman is Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. He is standing by uh, on the 
Roast Umber Coffee guest sign after a huge weekend down in Indy. How you doing, Chris? Doing well, Bill. Thanks, buddy. All right, where were you at on once the games were done Saturday night? Everyone was talking, Twitter, Facebook, friends, house parties. You're down afterwards, you know, doing your stories, going out, grabbing a late night bite to eat. What were you thinking on what the final four would be? And then when they made the announcement it was Alabama instead of Florida State, Mm -hmm. what were you saying? Yeah, I said in my column, in my postgame column, I said, let's be honest, we all know the final four is going to be Michigan, Washington, um, Texas, and Alabama. There was no way that they were going to leave the SEC out, the SEC champion. I didn't care if it was Georgia or Alabama. And uh, there was just no doubt in my mind that Florida State, they had their excuse already built in, right, that they didn't have their quarterback. And if that were Michigan that had been left out, we all would have been would have been squawking, right? There's no question about it. I felt terrible for Florida State. But if you ask Michigan fans who they would rather face in that game, they would probably all say Florida State, right? So I think when the committee, when they look at it and they say, okay, we're supposed to go by who the best teams are, and um, is Alabama a better team than Florida State? And people are going to say recency bias and everything else. Well, Florida State, or I'm sorry, Alabama is a team that's been playing to the level of, of its competition much of the year, but they still are one of the most talented teams in the country. And I don't think that's debatable. And when they decide to come and play, they're tough to beat. And it's going to be tough for Michigan with that running quarterback as well. That's something where that's something that Michigan really hasn't seen a whole lot this year. So um, I think they got it right, sadly, unfortunately, for Florida State. And uh, like we've been saying for how many years, Bill, they need to expand the playoff anyway so that they didn't get into this position. Just so happens that the last year of the four-team playoff is when we had chaos. So, uh, But Michigan's there, and uh, it's great to see them there again. They played their probably – D, D game on offense. They played an A game on defense, and just like everybody else has against Iowa this year, there is no way that they were going to lose that football game. They showed nothing. They didn't play very well. They weren't very inspired, and they still won and beat the spread 26 to nothing. So, you know what? 13 and 0 pretty much says it all, right? It does. And I don't care if it's Alabama, Texas, Georgia, whoever they were going to play. Uh, this isn't the same Alabama team. They don't have the dynamic running back or wide receiver. They still have stud athletes on defense, but even then, they've given up more yardage. Uh, they they are blessed with talent. It is the SEC. It is Alabama. But for one game, what I'm hoping that they've learned their lesson from TCU last year and maybe even at Georgia, that they have to be on their A game if they're going to beat Alabama and advance to the championship yes. game in Houston. Yeah, and I'm with you. I wrote this today that you have to bring out the Ohio State game plan. You have to Thank pretend. You. Thank you. I, I said that in my opening yes. huge opinion today. I said yes. bring that game plan from Columbus where you actually threw yes. seam routes and not everything is a 40-yard out. Right, exactly. And they have to they have to break tendency. And, and I was doing my podcast today with Doug Skeen, and we said the same thing. Remember that Florida State, that Florida game plan in 2008 when you're like, where'd that come from? And you know what? You had a bunch of receivers out there on the field where you could take advantage of your, your elite quarterback and your elite receivers against any defense in the country. They just chose not to in 2006, but, uh, or in 2007, rather. Um, that's the problem with this Michigan team, though, is that you don't have these elite receivers. And Bama's got some corners that are going to match up extremely well with the Michigan receivers, and they're going to have a hard time getting them off the line. This is going to be a game in which you need your tight ends to go off. And at the same time, the guys aren't pass blocking well enough that maybe you don't need to leave a tight end in or a running back in to help 
chip and, and block these guys. So it's going to be tough. Uh, you're going to have to turn J.J. McCarthy loose with his legs a little bit more, in my opinion, get him outside the pocket a little bit more, run some more misdirection, and, and scheme this one up because uh, there's no reason that they can't. And they, we've seen them do it against Ohio State in several of the years that they've played Ohio State. Just recently have they won the games because their defense was so bad in a, in a couple of those losses uh, at the end of the 2018-2019 games. So, um, but they've got the ability. Uh, that's what they need to do. They need to treat this like it's the Ohio State game and go in there and, and really c- kind of catch them off guard, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, and yep. th- J.J. McCarthy, it, you know, what's, uh, what was strong was their game plan against Ohio State. Uh, I think Ohio State yeah. has more dynamic weapons on offense than Alabama does. Yeah, with the one exception being the mobile quarterback, and that's really right. kind of the one that worries yeah. you a little bit. Is like if this kid gets off, goes off, and then you're in trouble, right? You've got to be able to spy him, and you've, he's got great speed. We saw it; uh, he's dynamic. So they've got to come up with a good game plan. Now, the, the good news about that is that Jesse Minter has been fantastic scheming against good, better teams here in the last couple of years. Look what they did against Ohio State both years. Look what they did. Marvin Harrison got his yardage, but he said, you know, they bracketed me, and I've never seen coverage like that and he had to have a couple big big catches to get there so i have no doubt that he's going to come with a strong game plan Uh, this is a big line though man if you look at their in the trenches uh, these guys if they can run the ball on michigan uh, whether it's with the quarterback or their backs then you know michigan could have some trouble because it's going to be tough in my opinion for michigan to move the ball consistently on this team this offensive line just is not playing the way it needs to right now and uh, you know i can give them a pass for iowa they were banged up great nugent at center probably shouldn't have even played he was banged up but they are having a really hard time uh, pass blocking on the edges with their guards playing tackle, and it's only going to get harder against Alabama, I can promise you that. Yeah, and, and there are two big games this year, Penn State and Ohio State. You witness that somewhat, and even against uh, the Iowa defense, which I, I find to be yes. – Iowa's defense is as good as any defensive unit they played all year that protect the edge, rolling J.J. out opposite way, doing something, being creative, this run-run pass – it, it is, to me, it's the kryptonite for Harbaugh when he gets conservative and he believes he can win a game by just being very vanilla. And, and we've watched it bite him in the rear at times. Yeah, but not against the really good. I mean, when you see, they can get away with that against just about everybody on the schedule, right? right. Now, the exceptions being um, Ohio State, which is why they've changed it up. And he's done a great job uh, against Ohio State offensively over most of the years. Uh, in the bowl games, they haven't, and they've been terrible. And that's another thing that you have to factor in here is that, you know, when you're one and whatever they are in, in bowl games, you know, your, your record is what it is. And uh, you are what your record says you are. And they have not done a good enough job since that first bowl game he's been shut out since 20, 2015 season so uh, they've got to find a better way whether it's preparation whether it's changing things up uh, the way they do things uh, or the game plan and there there were a few games they should have won remember that Florida State game a few years ago when they gave up the big kick return they still should have won that game I thought they had a pretty decent game plan in that one but um, more than anything uh, they've got to get off to a, a better start and they've got to have answers and uh, to me, I'm with you 100%, Bill. That means uh, doing things that are out of your comfort zone and that uh, you, you can't go in there relying on your offensive line to push these guys around because that's just not going to happen. I agree. And I will say, though, their defense and the way they get to the ball and Sandra's still emerging as yeah. a leader, and they did that without Johnson. And I know it looked like a game where, yeah, they showed up. It's nice to get another Big Ten 
championship trophy, but the ultimate goal was to get back to that playoff, and this team wants a natty, a national championship. Speaking of trophies, any word on, because there's different photos from different sides, different videos on Harbaugh. He, <laughs> he looked fired up when he was staring at the Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petiti. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, specifically, we heard, you know, he wasn't going. For, initially, the plan was he was going to be up there alone with him on the podium. Michigan wanted him up there face-to-face, and that would have been awkward for the commissioner. Um, then on Friday night, Jim decided, okay, just have him give it to Zach Zinner. Jim Harbaugh doesn't want any part of that guy, and I think that's pretty clear. He did shake his hand, and I think they had a couple of words. And Petiti did make small talk with a couple of the Michigan players, but uh, there is no love lost there. There's no question about it. And I, I know that uh, you know he dodged the Ohio State game, didn't show up. Up and it had to be uncomfortable for him because basically he did everything in his power to keep Michigan from being there and couldn't accomplish that. And you've heard nothing right now about the narrative, about this whole cheating crap with the exception of Ohio State fans and Michigan State fans, of course, who are, you know, that's their that's their bowl game this year, right, is, uh, is Michigan's downfall. So uh, otherwise, around the country, everybody's saying, okay, all right, maybe we overplayed that hand a little bit. Yeah, you certainly did because now you're 13-0. and You're a point-and-a-half favorite against Alabama. And you got a great chance here, if you play well, to uh, get to the championship game finally in Houston. Yeah, by the way, uh, McCord is gone. Uh, he's not <laughs> going to take all the blame for Ohio State and their woes. Plus, he knows Marvin Harrison Jr. is leaving. They don't have a ton of receivers sitting there uh, for whoever's going to step in at QB. And it is amazing uh, how many different excuses Ryan Day and the Ohio State fans, not the players, I haven't heard it from them, but their fan base and even day with this cheating, how how much they despise Michigan and what Michigan has done now and getting through at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State at home in the Big Ten Championship and the overall number one seed. Yeah. Ryan Day and that Ohio State fan base, they have to understand karma is a blank. It is. They're they're nuts. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. It's a coping mechanism for them, and they just can't bring themselves to admit that, hey, we got beat. Even last year when they said they knew that Michigan had their signs and they changed them, they're like, oh, see, see. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, no, it takes longer than a week to change signs. I'm like, yeah. Michigan's got them on a wristband, you know, and they go that route instead, you know, when they find out that somebody has their signs, they have completely overblown this thing and it's played out that way. And everybody has seen it now around the country. And some of the people that were really beating that drum, including Feinbaum, have kind of shut their mouths because they really don't have that argument anymore, but some people can't let it go and they won't let it go. That whole, the stupidity of the, the, uh, Alan Haller argument that our players might get hurt. So we're going to cancel. Oh, the game. Gosh. If you cancel the game, it's because you're going to get your butt kicked on national television, which is exactly what happened. And they were just fortunate it wasn't twice as bad because Harbaugh called off the dogs. But all that's gone now. It was like winning that Ohio State game and winning the Big Ten was like winning three games, Bill. And just getting everybody to shut up, the silence has been wonderful. Well, and also because it got quiet now on that story and how big it was, is it, it shows what the intent was to try and destroy and derail Harbaugh and Michigan season, and it didn't work. Yeah. It blew up in their face. 
It did. And now you look like an idiot. And I'm looking at a picture of Petiti walking off the field here, surrounded by security with Michigan fans booing him. And, uh, you know, that's justice, man. This guy did something unprecedented and was talked into it, you know, from what I've heard him tell people, well, the NCAA president was really pressing for it. You're the Big Ten commissioner, and it's on your plate. And whether he was listening to Jim Delaney, who is still an advisor for the Big Ten, former commissioner, or Charlie Baker, who is the, the NCAA president or whoever, uh, ultimately it was his decision. He made a stupid one. He looks like a fool for it. And uh, it was great to see those kids celebrate and get what they deserved up on that stage again for a third year in a row. Yeah, between the Big 12 commissioner after Texas won the Big 12, remember he was the leader to block Texas from leaving early for the SEC. The yeah. boos there were unbelievable. Petiti, I, I, you know, and I watched that Big 12 commissioner walk off with his family. I, I hope you get home and you think that what, what your legacy is going to be, Tony Petiti. You're already, you're done. Here, you'll yeah. be remembered for this. You'll, you'll, you'll be remembered for throwing Harbaugh off a call and allowing the other coaches to whine and complain about him. Yeah. That's your yeah. legacy, yeah. Petiti. You're, yeah. you're despised. You're hated yeah. because your plan, your plan blew up in your face like it did Ryan Day, like it did Shiano, like it did Franklin, like it did Rule. You can go down the list, including Michigan State. You went after Michigan thinking they had their big stretch of the season, and with no Harbaugh, there's no way that team could go to Penn State, to Maryland, and beat Ohio State at home. Yeah. And you were wrong. No. Yeah, 100%. And if it comes down three or four years from now, if Michigan says it's us or Petiti, who do you think they're going to pick? You know, Michigan, you can't afford to lose in Michigan. And uh, Michigan can now is now in the position where they can say, you know, we want more money. We're tired of splitting money with the rest of the conference when we're making a vast majority of it or a, a big chunk of it. Uh, so, yeah, he, again, he overplayed his hand. He looks like a fool for it. And the only people that don't think so, again, are the, the rivals at Ohio State and Michigan State. And it's really the ones in Columbus that are still beating the drum. Uh, and it cracks you up, man, to see uh, they just can't handle the three years in a row thing. It, it's like the John Cooper years all over again. And if you think there was pressure on him this year, Think about next year in Columbus, Ryan Day, the, the manufactured uh, anger and everything before the game this year. Uh, he looked like a clown. Uh, boy, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him next year as well. Meanwhile, the Michigan National Championship would be icing on the cake. If they go through <laughs> Alabama, you don't want Texas with a home game in Houston. But in Washington, yeah. that's going to be 67-60. Lord knows what the over-under will be. And that game, right. I'll have to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. But <laughs> if Michigan can finish this off at the perfect season by beating Alabama and either Washington or Texas, greatest season ever for any Michigan football team. Yeah, and it's been the greatest three-year run. Frankly, if you look at it, it's just been fantastic. So uh, credit to these guys and what they've accomplished. And uh, even with Zach Zinter going down, again, that line's got to get better. But now they got a chance to heal up here and put together a game plan and really got to get that one this year, Bill. they got to get the semifinal game to take that next step as a program. But what they've accomplished here, no matter what, will always be remembered. Chris, uh, when you look at the matchup with Alabama, what were your first thoughts uh, when it popped up on TV yesterday that it will be Michigan-Alabama? at the Rose Bowl, and somebody was asking me, I, I think, did Michigan have the choice of Rose Bowl or Sugar Bowl, or was that uh, yeah, predetermined they, by TV? 
It's uh, it's really the uh, the bowl games have the right, but they always try to take into account what the number one seed wants, and Michigan wanted the Rose Bowl, so it was going to happen. Uh, we knew that going in if Michigan was the number one seed. So, um, but yeah, I like their lines are huge. Uh, if they again, if they can run the ball, and uh, then you know Michigan's going to have some issues. But um, their quarterback's erratic, but he can move. That's what worries you. Uh, and their corners are so good, and their edges, and those are not Michigan's strengths. So I don't like this for the offense unless they get creative. Uh, I think the defense, it's really going to come down to how they stop the run, but I think it's a pick em. I thought that at the, at the top, I said, you know, of course we'd rather play Florida State with their third-string or second-string quarterback, and that's why everybody was rooting for that. Alabama's a team that's tested, has an elite coach, and has talent that plays to – uh, to its heights and, and to its ability when they play great football teams and in situations like that. So it's going to be a tough one for Michigan. There's no question. Can they win it? Yes. Would I pick them today? Probably not, uh, just because of their track record in the postseason under Harbaugh and the fact that Alabama, when they get there, um, they seem to know what to do and they have great talent. And and, and the way they match up uh, is really unfavorable for Michigan, in my opinion. But Michigan wins, it's going to be because of J.J. McCarthy, and he is certainly capable of doing that. 100% with you on that. Four weeks from tonight. Yep. Uh, literally almost four weeks to the hour, it will be Michigan and Alabama in the historic Rose Bowl. Early money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board, that line has gone from one to one and a half that Alabama is getting points. When was the last time Alabama got points? I know they got points in the SEC championship game, but I'm talking about in one of their final games of the year. Over under on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board in Michigan, Bama, 46. So they're expecting... Uh, somewhat of a defensive uh, performance. And on the flip side, Texas is favored by four and a half over Washington. Washington yeah. loves being the underdog there, but the over-under is only 64 and a half. I think that thing, and that's on the DraftKings Sportsbook at Big Board. I think that, that that game is minimum 42, like 30. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. And, um, you know, Washington, boy, that explosive offense who throws receivers. Uh, but it's going to be fun. And people have been saying it's the best four teams that they've seen in a long time, right? And I agree with that. And uh, when you got a Michigan-Alabama in the semis there, um, it would be a great weekend, Bill. I, I can't wait to get out there. It's been a long time since we've been to the Rose Bowl, and uh, it is a special venue. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com for the next four weeks' coverage of Michigan-Alabama, the entire college football playoff. Also, you have – the transfer portal uh, is underway for next season. Uh, a lot going on. Signing day, the early one, is coming up here. Well, when's that? Is that a week away? Which, what's that? The uh, Early signing day for football. When is that? Yeah, it's at the end of December, so a couple weeks yet. Yeah. And, wow. uh, yeah so it's crazy. It's, it's heating up. And the, the portal's just gone nuts, right? Here, here I'm going to tell you why I believe uh, McCord, before I let you go, this is why he announced he's leaving there are some really good quarterbacks, Gabriel, Oklahoma in the transfer portal, Dante Moore out of Detroit, not really proven yet, uh, left UCLA. But this Cam Ward from Washington State on 3.com, your parent company, did have yeah. Ohio State as one of the destinations. And I think Ryan Day wants a quarterback that can run more, and that could have been writing on the wall for McCord to get out right now. Yeah, and they needed uh, a scapegoat, and uh, McCord was that guy, and you could sense it in Brian Day's press conferences that, okay, look, I got my new excuse. My quarterback wasn't good enough. We'll get a quarterback and we'll beat Michigan. Well, couldn't do it with C.J. Stroud either. So um, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out, but this is college football now, and it's unfortunate. You know, I do think they need to put it back in where they're getting a 
uh, a one year they have to sit out one year. I don't think it'll ever go back, and it's too bad because um, it's just become a mess. Or at least not, you can't do it in the same conference. That would be another thing I would say. Chris Ballas, the Wolverine.com team all over Alabama, Michigan. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll talk later. Sounds great, Bill. Thank you. All right, Chris Ballas checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Do you think Florida State got jobbed or robbed? And then your thoughts on Michigan, Alabama, and the Lions at 9-3. and three. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire will talk about that win over the Saints. He'll join us next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. For goodness sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friend's sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $10 coupon like I just did when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout. Start redeeming next week. And get a Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for 89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one. And save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices in store and online. For big deals and great quality, shop Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up to get in on the hookups. Michigan, a point and a half favorite over Alabama on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 46 is the over-under. Texas favored by four and a half over Washington. That over-under 64 and a half. Lions, that game was going over, under, every which way. They had one of the great starts I've ever seen from a Lions team on the road. Then they hit the wall. Then Hammer and Hank Hayes are screaming at Brett that the same old Lions are not going to win a game the rest of the year. And then they come back and golf, made some big throws. Laporta was unbelievable in the defense, special teams, cross the board. All came up and made plays, and no matter how you want to slice it, or dice it, the Lions are 9-3. 12 games in. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire. That you can follow on Facebook online at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. One of our Lions NFL insiders is standing by. And wow, what a roller coaster ride yesterday. That was something else. It was uh it was tough to, to get a grip on it. You know, you get you get that incredible start to the first quarter. They're up twenty one nothing. They haven't even played seven minutes of the game yet. And it's it's celebration time. Maybe it's you know start buying our Super Bowl tickets, let alone playoff tickets. And then the Saints were the better team for the next like forty five minutes. Uh, and the Lions, fortunately, um, calmed them things down and won the last five minutes. Uh, they actually won that fairly convincingly too. But it's left the feeling today of the general sentiment I've gotten in, in interacting with people on social media, and, and uh, I, I went down to the, the gym today and was talking with some folks and like. It feels like a loss almost. Um, and it's hard to remember that they did, in fact, win the football game. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it on this because uh, Dan Campbell just had his press conference, and I thought he said something great. He's like, it was a good win, but it was not good enough. And I'm like, Coach, you nailed it. That is, that is the exact way we should all feel about that. And I'm glad that he said it, um, that, that he you know, wanted to, to acknowledge and celebrate the victory, but also the fact that they've got work to do if they want to win um, – win more games uh, against other division leaders. Because remember, New Orleans did go into that game, in fact, in first place. Uh, there aren't any more. Uh, but uh, it, it was a good win, but it was not good enough. And uh, that, that's where we're heading into Chicago now. I think, Campbell, when he says not good enough, is that you're looking where the Lions were at and how they were playing and how they're playing now. And what's interesting, when you take the score game stretch and you look at L.A. against the Chargers, you look at the Bears where they had the miracle final five minutes, less than five minutes. You look at Thanksgiving Day, you look at the start, and then you look in between, but they bounce back and finish. They're, they were in a position where they could have lost four straight, but instead uh, they found a way to go three and one through this, and they're nine and three. And I think after watching the Niners and the Eagles, Niners obviously are the class of the NFC and the best team in the NFL, if I'm the Lions right now, you're hoping the Eagles hit a wall, lose to the Cowboys coming up this week, and the Lions somehow could sneak in uh, to the two seed. That's where I'm at on this team right now. I'm realistic that going through San Francisco is going to be awfully tough. But if the Lions get to the NFC Championship game, all the pressure is on the Niners. Yeah, and, and I think, and we talked about this a little bit the other day. Uh, I think if the Lions get to the NFC Championship game, I think that's a successful season. Obviously, it would be fantastic to keep winning from that. 
But the fact that they haven't won a postseason game in now 32 years, uh, and they've won one in what 61. Uh, that's that, we got to we got to remember where we're at here. Um, yes, it's great that, that they could they could potentially do it, and you know it would it would be wonderful to do it. But man, it hasn't been done. Um, let's let's win a division. Let's win the division. We we pretty much got that wrapped up now. Let's win that first round game. Um, let's get that two or three seed. Um, just one thing quickly on the Eagles. Most fans would probably be shocked to know that the Lions have actually allowed fewer points than the Philadelphia Eagles this year. For all the, the craziness that goes on about Jalen Carter and Darius Slay and all the, the, the tremendous pieces that the Eagles have on defense, they've given up more points than the Lions have. And I think that's, that's one of the things where I think Lions fans have gotten a little too, um, uh, I don't want to say negative, but like, like nervous about like what's going on. Like they're winning these games, and you just brought it up. They went three and one in games that they could have gone zero and four. To me, that says they know how to win these close games. They're they have learned how to turn potential losses into potential wins. That's an important skill. Um, that, that's loss on a lot of other teams. Uh, look at the Chargers as an example. <laughs> that charging is a word for a reason. I'm pretty darn pleased that they're nine and three and are winning these games that that other teams lose and that historically they have lost. And I think you know, again, it, it's it's it feels like we're almost like lamenting a win. And uh, road wins are never easy. Road wins against first place teams are never easy. And the Lions did that yesterday. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, it wasn't good enough. It was ugly. Um, I, I will admit to panicking a little bit uh, in the middle of the third quarter there when the offense completely went to sleep um, and, and stopped trying. But they got it done. And uh, that's important to remember, too. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. I saw the re- the double reverse to J-Mo and his speed, which only Tyreek Hill, I believe, visually looks as fast or faster than J-Mo. Why aren't they using him more in that offense just to keep opposing defensive coordinators and players honest? And that's that's a great question that we need to ask Ben Johnson. We get to talk to him on Thursday, and you can bet he will be asked about it. Uh, and I will actually be there for that press conference, and if nobody else has asked it, I will ask it, um, even though I don't typically like to ask questions at press conference, because it is something that is it's glaring. You saw yesterday the catch that he made early in the game, he was being held. His defender got flagged for holding, and Jamo still made the catch. Uh, he was open a lot, a lot on drag routes and crossers over the middle, and Goff just wasn't looking at him. And we need to learn if that's a Jared Goff thing, if that's a Ben Johnson thing, if it's a communication issue um, or lack of confidence from Goff and, and Jamo. And I, by the way, I don't think it's that. I really don't. Uh, I think this is more of Ben Johnson has gotten a little cute lately. Uh, there was a play in the game uh, where they ran a play that was designed to go behind right guard, a uh, running play to David Montgomery. And Panay Sewell's job as the right tackle was to block the defensive end to the outside of left tackle Taylor Decker. That kind of crap doesn't work in the NFL. It's It's great if you can do it when you're, you know, the better high school team and, and, you know, have out, man, you can't do those sorts of things in the NFL. And that keeps happening. Um, Ben Johnson, look, he's a phenomenal coordinator. He's doing a great job, but he does have some flaws. And I think his flaws have been exposed in the last couple of weeks. 
Uh, it's time for him to settle in, and one of the ways that he can settle in a little better and, and get us get back in everybody's good graces is uh, use J-Mo more because uh, it's there. Oh. It's there, man. It's yeah. there. Only only Tyreek Hill would even be in the ballpark on uh, raw, pure speed in the NFL. Lions, by the way, Jeff, before I let you go, uh, they're in a position here where they, you know, outside of that trip to the Cowboys, they get at the Bears on Sunday. Then the Broncos six days later on Saturday night. Broncos uh, didn't look that good against uh, Houston. And then at the Vikings, at the Cowboys, Vikings at home, there's a realistic shot there that, you know, they could end up as a four-loss team, five at the worst. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk uh, later, Jeff. i got to get to a network T. Always appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks, Huge. All right, Jeff Resident from Lions Wire. Follow Lions Wire, Draft Wire. On Twitter, Facebook, online, and also at Jeff R I S D O N. Yeah, it, I have a tough time going beyond two more losses. That's a twelve and five season. How about the Packers last night? Yeah, those refs are. Oh my God, how'd they miss that pass interference at the end? I'll give Jordan Love credit. Uh, they're playing good football right now. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Get your groove on. Everybody get up. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night. Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 
Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com here in about 10 minutes on Michigan, the number one seed in the college football playoff. Their opener against Alabama out in Pasadena, California, January 1st at 5 p.m. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. More on the Lions win over the Saints. And remember to text IMPACT. I-M-P-A-C-T to 21,000 if you want a chance at winning Lomas Brown's golf cart courtesy of Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Could be yours. Doesn't cost anything to enter. Just text IMPACT to 21000. We'll give it away next summer when we're at Tullymore. It's a sweet card. If you want a custom golf cart, they are Michigan's go-to Yamaha cart destination just north of Grand Rapids and Rockford on 14 Mile Road Christmas power toys they have it all uh, but make sure you just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll have a shot at winning Lomas Brown's golf cart Big Bad Huge